Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Norton Young Adult Podcast. This second episode, I'm really excited to take a look at uh, how we understand the culture that we're living in, and we're excited to have uh, Pastor Aiden joining us for this conversation. So why don't you guys check it out? All right, guys, well, here we are, back in the studio again, Ethan Taylor. Glad to have you. <laughs> Good to be here, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're joined by Aiden Finn. Aiden Finn. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's always weird when you start these things off. And you have like, it's different when it's just like, we were saying this, where it's weird, just Ethan and I. And it's like, you can kind of ban it. But then you bring a third person that makes you like, oh, there's an we're extra dynamic. It. How long have you guys been doing this? Ooh. Uh, 2020. It's about uh, a year. Yeah. Uh, September will be a year. So yeah. why do yeah. you guys, why has it been this long since you guys had me? Ooh. I know. You would... <laughs> we weren't sure what you were going to say. <laughs> we had to screen you a few times. <laughs> All right, so here's my first question. I, I try and start with a softball. All right. Um, if you could travel anywhere, we all three got to answer oh, this. Oh, we all if three, If you could okay. travel anywhere, I know Garrett's answer already, but if you could go anywhere on planet Earth, where would you go? Why? All that. Oh where do I want to go, Ethan? Garrett, can, can I just answer say Garrett's it? for him? <laughs> <laughs> so Garrett would go to New Zealand, Middle Earth. Yep. And walk around like an elf or yep. something. Which <laughs> walk around like an elf. <laughs> Dude, I, have you told you this, Heath? I, I love Lord of the Rings. I would consider myself a big fan. But he just makes it look like I don't even, never seen it's, him. It's you know like I mean? So it's like, yeah, you'd be like, all right, well, he doesn't, yeah. Aiden doesn't know anything I'm about it. I'm still trying to convince my wife to watch Lord of the Rings with me, and she won't. Mm, that's sad. It's, it's a sad day. I'll pray for you. I know. Yeah, that's the one place I would go. And I'm actually working with a, a good friend of mine to set a trip, hopefully this time next year to go really As like graduating college like uh big trip be gone for two weeks be like peace out y'all that's that's the hope because i started with my buddy and he's like he's like you've always talked about it you know you want to go there he's like while we're young and dumb and we don't have like kids or like <laughs> lives he's like let's just go do it and i'm like this right. makes sense you will, so, you will meet your wife on that trip i will <laughs> i'm gonna move to new zealand be like peace out Norton, ohio <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. but yeah all right Aiden, what about you Man, I, I honestly, the older I get, I'm turning into my dad. I'm not like an adventurer at all. Me, a good friend and I did a road trip in 2012, and that was like the peak of it. And so, <laughs> me and my wife go up to Lakeside, like up at Lake Erie, and that's yeah. like the farthest but anywhere in the world we could go. Anywhere. I don't know. Lake Erie, Lakeside. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my it, like a practical like trip. I'm like, just go up there. Yeah. So for like an hour and then come back. That's a day. Hey, you want to go this weekend? We got like <laughs> I, I like where I live and I like what I do and I don't really want to go anywhere. I'm yeah. just I'm not adventurous. Uh but I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere in America. I feel like America's got all the stuff in it. I don't need to like go to other people's yeah. places to see their stuff. You can find a lot of cool stuff. We've in got America. mountains, we've got deserts, we've got mm-hmm. so we don't have Middle Earth. From the uh, if you've been through Colorado, you've, you've kind of been. <laughs> you've got a lot of it. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I'd, maybe I'd take my wife on that road trip again that we did. Yeah. So i just do an American you. road trip. Hey. American road trip. We'll do that. Take Fair the enough. minivan out. American road trip. <laughs> uh, to answer my own question, I think I would go to Cabo <laughs> in Mexico. Cabo. I, I really want to see a whale. So we talked Dude, about this on the podcast. Dude, your whale thing. So we, yeah, we talked about that. That's, a few, yeah. that's my goal, to see a whale. And so... <laughs> In Mexico, what, I think what, I could see it. Here's a question for you, Ethan. What's your favorite whale? Uh, blue whale, by far. Blue whale. What sets the blue whale apart? Uh, it's the largest animal on the planet, and they're incredibly rare, um, and they're very shy. Like they're they're not very. <laughs> guys, welcome to Wales. We're so glad you guys are here today. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Today we, we're talking about the blue whale. We and should so, jump the into whale. the actual podcast. Have you seen Have you seen the whale pod, the whale documentary? Oh yeah, Blackfish. Yeah. Blackfish? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that. All right, so you have not This seen episode it. of the Norton Young Adult Podcast is sponsored by... Again. Oh, oh I have heard about that one. All right. Yeah. That's sad. I want to see it out in the wild. Like, I don't want to see it in captivity. Yeah. No anyway, one, that's, we gotta... the point, that's the point of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the documentary. All right, Aiden, we're talking about culture. Uh, culture is this weird um, mix of everything. Yeah. And so... Uh, when you think about culture, what are maybe some first things? I didn't even have this on the list of questions, but when you think about defining culture, um, what is culture? Like, what are we talking about? I was just listening to something else that was talking about culture. It is. It does feel like a very, like, a term that everybody uses, but we're like, what are we talking about when we talk about it? You know what yep. I mean? Like, so I think it's kind of the, I think of it as, like, kind of like the collective, the collective mindset, collective beliefs, collective, like, uh, 
disposition of like the world that we live in, which is weird because we're in such a pluralistic world now that there's like, you know, like you can go down to Wayne County and you're in like some type of culture. You go to Cleveland the hour the other direction and you're kind of in a different culture. But I think one of the things that's interesting about the world that we live in is that because of like technology and the phone that like while there is lots of different subcultures, there's still like a a big narrative. Though it's like, oh, this culture wears this and talks this way. This culture wears this and listens to this music. Yeah. There's still like an overarching like, but we're all pretty individualistic. We all pretty much like are like the self is what kind of makes the final decisions. You know what I mean? And so I think mm. like, yeah, some of that. Hmm. And what do you think um, are some wrong messages that the American church has believed from our culture? Like, what do you think's bled into almost the church? Yeah, it's interesting because there's there's probably like a swing of like like years ago, and I don't think very many people listening to this would feel this, that like there was like the church and the culture were at like odds with each other. Mm. And so you like didn't listen to certain music. Well, even yeah. I, I don't know, but I grew up, <laughs> I like grew up as a homeschool Christian kid for some of my youth. And like, yeah, there's certain <laughs> thing like, we weren't allowed to listen to Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Or watch yep. Harry Potter, whatever you do with Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I never read it. <laughs> yep. but you it know, like Harry you, So there's some of that. Like there's like, there are yeah. odds. And I think that still drips in. And so certain things are bad. But then on the other side, I think there's a react. Everything's a reaction. So on the other side of reaction, it's like, how close can the two things get before you're just like, what is the difference between Christians and people who don't follow Jesus? You know what huh. I mean? It's like, you try to be so relevant that you just become that thing. Yeah. So I think, I think you see that as well. Right. Yeah. Um, let, let's go here as, as a pastor, what are some of your concerns for kind of this cultural moment we find ourselves in? Uh, I, I wrote this down when you, like, you mean for like the church more like specific for like people that are followers of Jesus or yeah, like thinking for, about the culture? Yeah. yeah. For followers of Jesus. Yeah. I think some of the, the biggest, biggest concerns. So I think about this a lot because I, you know, there's a guy, Pastor Bob on staff, who's, I don't know near an 80 and so yeah. he he pastored in a certain generation yeah you know and then mm-hmm. you know dan or jonathan like they kind of passed i mean they're pastoring now but kind of you know came up in a certain generation and so i'm just starting off on like a different generation so like you know everything yeah. from sexuality to truth to the bible to like questions about all that stuff like i do think about like man what is that <laughs> what's this gonna be like when i'm their age you know what i mean yeah. like what's the stuff mm. so i think some of the biggest concerns from like a from a pastoral stance like looking at the church is like um, like a almost like a lack of like wisdom. You know what I mean? Like we'll <laughs> listen and take anything that like is just like almost like what is the tide of the culture? We're like that's true without like asking why or without asking like deeper questions or just jumping on boats with people that we follow or listen to or like whatever like the loudest voices are. Like just navigating things with wisdom uh, and like not listening. Like James in his book talks about being quick to listen and slow to speak and you're just like and and this is all like i think for myself as well you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i i'm growing up as pastor in the same culture so i gotta navigate it myself yeah. and the things about myself that i'm like ah man or the tensions that we feel but mm-hmm. like i think that concerns me the fact that everybody like just growing up with social media like it makes you feel like you're supposed to say something because mm-hmm. the whole platform is like you have this so you can say something and so we all feel like we have to say something like, yeah. I have to have a take on everything yeah. about things that I don't know about. Things that I read two Huffington Post articles about, and I was like, what do you think about this? I'm like, dude, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about this. And why do you care what I think? You know what I mean? And so I think that concerns me that everybody has to, feels like they have to have an opinion. Like, I respect when I ask somebody, like, there's a guy I used to work with, I'd be like, what do you think about this? And he knew a lot, but he'd be like, I don't know about that. I don't <laughs> know enough. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, I think that, huh. that concerns me. Um, I, I almost want to stop you because I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know if it was a sermon you preached a little while ago or I can't remember if it's someone else, but I, this amount of information that we consume versus the a lack of wisdom, how in the world do we discern, uh, through that? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's something I, I don't know. I'm really passionate about figuring it out for myself. Yeah. I, I have two boys mm. now. And so I'm really even like, thinking about raising boys in the world that we're in like wisdom is just such a we all want it right like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if everybody listening is like knows you know dan gregory or there's different people in our lives like there's something that is attractive about like there's older gentlemen in my lives and, and different women that i'm like i want to know what they think about that because there's just yeah. something like people mm-hmm. that like they aren't pulled by society they aren't they've been through life they followed jesus a long time 
they don't really get worked up. I'm like, what do you think about this? You know what I mean? Like different people like that that are very, I must use the word alluring, which sounded weird. They're very alluring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stable, secure, kind of. But, not pulled by society. Yeah, right? but the the information thing, like there's so much, there's an awesome book, I think you said resources at the end, but there's a book that came out in the 80s called Amusing Ourselves to Death. It's mm-hmm. a short read, which is my favorite kind of read. But it talk, it's all about like television, when the television was coming out, right. going from like the printed word, like newspapers and books to like television taking off. And the guy, his name's Neil Postman, he was, uh, I forget what he was, but he talks about the impact it's going to have. And it was, it's, it's so fascinating because this, this dude didn't know like the internet was going to take off where you said you asked about information, but he talked about with TV taking off that now we're going to have so much. He's like, we are so bombarded. And this is in the eighties. So bombarded with information that is nowhere near we live and that yeah. we can do nothing about. You know what I mean? Now it's not saying that we don't have the ability to like, you know what I mean? Like we, we can help impact things, but right. most things are like, there's another Situate a, a, a shooting or a scandal or whatever, whatever that's going on in a place that I don't live with people that I'm never going to talk to about things that I have no control over. And that yeah. weighs on our hearts and our souls. And so we get worked up about it. We feel like we got to do something about it. So we post about it and then go to sleep and feel like we fixed the problem. It's just a really interesting like moment that yeah. we're in with that stuff. I, I, I wonder too. So to ask, like, in a way, I guess playing devil's advocate there's there's a lot of people and i can understand the sentiment of saying uh well if i have the ability to know more and to learn more shouldn't i go and try to pull from as many different resources pull from as many different authors or lecturers or professors or whoever um like i think there's that part of it of like if i have this wealth of information literally at my fingertips in the phone that i hold or in the computer that i use shouldn't i go and just pull from every corner of you know uh, places i can get information um i guess yeah like what would you say to that person and then i guess uh, within that like helping to understand like i think back to writing papers in middle school and they're like don't use <laughs> wikipedia Ooh, yeah yeah because it's like uh, like oh, what yeah. i guess what what would you say to that like sort of like realm of thinking no yeah I, I, that's that's a good point because yeah i like and i think it's exactly what our sixth grade all of our sixth grade research paper teachers told us <laughs> yeah. is, it's all your re- you know like like your news feed uh giant like news companies that are just headlining to make money i don't mean to sound like some kind of but like all that stuff like <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not like those are like facts and things going on but information right. like you said like reading books about something like like watching a documentary about something, listening, interviewing somebody, sitting down with a like that's different. That's like if you're writing a research paper and you were like, my sources are all Fox <laughs> and CNN news articles from that day and a retweet of a BuzzFeed article. And you know what I mean? You'd be like, your teacher would be like, that's not information. Yeah. Those are like quick things. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. And then we're in the weird age of fake news. But like, yeah, I, so exactly. I think it's like, it is the like deeper stuff. You know what I mean? It's like reading books. It's, I'm even like trying to watch more like movies. And what I mean by that is like, I kind of like during quarantine got into like YouTubers, which I'm yeah. like, man, am I set? Like, I don't know. My wife like watches YouTubers here and there. I'm like, that's what kids do. Right. <laughs> I'm watching YouTube. I'm like, this is a waste of time. But you just try to watch me like, try, you know what I mean? Like information yeah. that's like, there's a difference between like an author writing a book that's like checked and researched and like mm. really thought about what like the wisdom thing like really thought about what they're saying versus like hey the capital riot happened you got to say something today about it right. which isn't you need to say something but you know what i mean like i mean certain people do so uh, yeah i think you're right i think it's definitely it's like the right information you know mm. what i mean like filling yourself and being shaped by like even if it's something you disagree with but it's like because you always find like faulty articles of someone who disagrees with you yep. or like short articles like well they believe this you're like no they don't you know what i mean like as Christians, we all know it. When someone's like, "Well, Christians believe this," you're like, "No one believes that." Yeah, <laughs> you know. I, I don't know if um, I've thought about that. How quick people are to, um, it's literally the opposite of James. What James <laughs> talks about is like we're just so quick to post something without thinking about it, and we're like, "Oh," and then we just take it for well, fact. You grow up. Uh, what's his name? Oh, it'll come to me. Jonathan. Carrie. 
No, yeah. <laughs> he's similar to him. He's very gentle and tall. It's like him. Jonathan Haight. Jonathan Haight wrote a book, and he he talks about, like, so 2011, as a middle schooler, started having iPhones and stuff. Yeah. He talks about the impact of, like, oh, yeah. depression with girls and all this stuff. Um, but uh, what was the question you asked? Uh, I was just talking about the difference yes, between... Yes, yes, yes. So, so you grow up, you're a sixth <laughs> grader growing up, and you get on, and so social's a big thing, and what does it say at the top of Facebook? What are you thinking? Right. Or Twitter, whatever one else. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you what's know on what your I mean? mind? Yeah, 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 what's on your mind? And so you're like, huh? no one cares what's on my mind. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, But the world is like, but I, you grew up in like, a, no, you got to say something. Yeah. Well, it's easy to see how like irrelevant things are on Twitter. I, like, you know, you could post something. I was talking with somebody, I don't have a Twitter, but I know talking with somebody, they're like, I'll tweet something out there, and I'm lucky if I get like two likes on it. Or you know a single retweet and stuff like you, that. You know that's Garrett. He's, <laughs> he's like, I have a friend who only gets two likes on his tweets. <laughs> it's the How one guy, the, my Lord of the Rings buddy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're on a forum together about Lord of the Rings. But yeah, so that yeah, I think that's a. Yeah. So how do we interact with that as a follower of Jesus? There's so many different news outlets. Uh, you can almost get caught up in conspiracy theories, like they're yeah. pushing agendas. Or mm-hmm. um, so how in the world do I? interact with the amount of information that I'm consuming. And it's not to say, I don't want to sound like some, because I, I, I'm I like in the technology and yeah. all this stuff. So I'm not saying this stuff's a bad thing. Right. It's just almost being aware of it. You know what I mean? It's like being aware of what you're taking in, how you're spending your time. Because you get, you know, your phone buzzes, and it's like your screen time report and where you spent your time. You're like, yeah. wow. <laughs> that's, that's embarrassing. You yeah. know what I mean? And So you asked about news networks and just the amount of information we're consuming, yeah. like um, what's maybe healthy, if there's practical ways, or I'll just I'll just kind of speak from experience. Yeah, just my um, so I I haven't been on Instagram for year like 2012. I turned off Instagram. I've noticed that. I didn't I, even I know used you to have only I'm gonna tell you this, kids. <laughs> only recently, <laughs> I had a ball and gram back in the day. <laughs> I had a lot of followers. I, you know, we did that road trip. You know, you yeah. got a you, you post a pic of that little spot on uh, California's Highway One. <laughs> it was the homecoming. No, no one cared about that. But, <laughs> but it was just you know. And then they opened it to Android. Too much trash. I'm like, I, don't, I don't need this. But I, I, I deleted Facebook years ago. But I got on it during the pandemic for a couple months because you didn't see people. Yeah, hmm. that was that was a nightmare. So got off that. And got out <laughs> real quick. You're like ah. Yeah. And then, but but what I've always had is I had Twitter. And, and I, I, I like to pride myself in like, I'm like, oh, I don't fall on each side of the spectrum too much. I'm not far right, not far left. I'm right in the middle. You know, we all think we're right in the sweet spot, which is funny. That's, you know, (laughs) we all think that we're in the right spot. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And so I'd be on Twitter and, and I'm like, and I still feel it. Like I follow a lot of like wise middle road, different, whether, whether it was, uh, whether it was pastors, whether it was cultural people, whether it was like, you know, secular commentators, I'm like, I got this sweet spot. And that's the point of how that stuff works is that it tells you that you got sweet. So it keeps giving you more of the same thing. And like, you hmm. might be interested in this person. I'm like, I am. Cause they say all the things that I like them to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so I ended up like, and then you end up being like, I can't believe people fall to these sides of the spectrum yeah. or feel this way about things and not this way. I can't. And you start to get self. And then you realize like, I am turning into the same thing that, that bugs me because all <laughs> those things are, are good to be informed but it all just like I know you talked about this in the first season of this a lot. Like it really does shape you. You yeah. know what I mean? It really does, and it inherently makes me feel like I have the best opinion on things. Mm. And so when I'm taking in content all the time, I'm like, yeah, this is the right content, and I'm thinking about this. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's all kind of made to do that, and I'm not. And if that's disproportionate, which it was during the pandemic, to like talking with real people, mm. and and like talking to people that are like the real problems, not like the problems that we see online that I can't do anything about, but like ones that are actually in my life. And then like spending time, like even like your time with Jesus being time with Jesus and not time with the idea of Jesus or mm-hmm. what an article says about Jesus or what someone who is on the far left thinks about Jesus or the far right thinks about Jesus. And then my take on what they think, of, but actually Jesus himself, you know what I mean? It just, that stuff really does shape you. So I think all that stuff being informed is like Gary was asking, that's super important. You know what I mean? Like knowing what's going on and not yeah. having your head under, because it's also easy to be like, well, I can't change it, so I'm just going to close my eyes. Something to be informed about it, but not letting it be the thing that pulls me, like pulls my emotions 
and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think we've seen this year people can get emotionally unhinged with it all. You know, like and, I, and I'm like, oh, look at these crazy people getting emotionally unhinged about things. <laughs> and I have I like freak out one day about something, and my wife was just like, I just want you to know. You sound exactly yeah. like you are that person. <laughs> yeah, it was like a big humbling moment. Cause I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah, I, like I think there's a big thing behind that of just like seeking open mindedness, mm-hmm. and but I think you have to be careful in that where it's like not open mindedness to the thing of like being tossed to and fro with the waves. Well, yeah, yeah. But like a, a, an open mindedness to not stay in your corner. Well, this week in Jonathan's sermon, he said, I'm gonna say it wrong, but he said having open minds, but. I think guarded hearts. Is that how he said yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. like that. Like, oh, like, yeah, open mind, but guarded heart to where it's like, yeah, I'm not getting s- pulled by every single, like, oh, all of a sudden, now I believe this because I read an article yeah. that was convincing, but like guard my heart while being open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. So I find this, um, so I get to hang out with a lot of young adults and uh, mm-hmm. having a lot of conversations over the past year and a half, as I'm sure you've had, um, where, um, I've had people ask me, like, man, how in the world can you follow Jesus and align yourself to that political party? Or how could you vote for that person and be a follower of Jesus? Whether <laughs> you hear it on both sides, which oh, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, what would you um, help me in my conversations with young adults? What would you say in response to, to yeah. that? So, how, like, to the question, like, how could you follow Jesus and vote Republican? How could you follow Jesus and vote Democrat? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that whole conversation is a fruit of the the moment we're in, and it's there. We even can sometimes meet in the middle and be like, "Yeah, but Jesus isn't red; he's not blue, but he's kind of both." And you're like, "Dude, Jesus is not in your stinking <laughs> box," you know? Yeah. Like, there, uh, Carl Barth is an old school theologian, and he said, uh, "He not in the term of Jesus as a servant, but in the ter- in the idea of it being like." our agendas or narratives. He's like, Jesus can't serve. He can only rule. Jesus can't be part of the liberal side or he can't be part of the conservative side. Like, that's not how it works. Like, there's like, I almost use fire, but you can't control fire. There's something that's just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, this that that whole thing that like, Jesus fits somehow in that is, it says a lot more about how we view Jesus. You know what I mean? And so, and that that is a hard conversation because there's there are certain things that are pretty clear in Scripture that you're like that that each party does pick up different pieces of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's like a, I heard someone say this too that like the some of the controversy now also is everything is getting characterized, and so like each side like the blue side loves people and cares about people and the the red side you know doesn't care about these people and they only care about these ethics and stuff like that where the heart of both those sides of the spectrum aren't like always those issues but it's what's the best way to go at those issues so Mm. blue side would think hey we love people best this way and red would be like this way to where now you're even talking about like caricatures of it which some to be fair there's certain people within those parties that become caricatures of it in itself but that i think that I honestly think as we follow Jesus, it's like, it's, I was talking to another pastor who said the same thing. Like someone, like it was one day, someone's like, how can you follow Jesus? It, not to him, but different people had said yeah. this about other people. Like, how can that person follow Jesus and vote this way? How can, and I think there's always good questions that like, we need to see what part of those things that we are aligning with because on some sense that those are all secondary, there are things within our hearts, whether it's fear or whether it's whether it's fear of truth or it's fear of unknown or it's fear of our comfortable American situation changing on whatever side that is, that it, it can be sinful. You know what I mean? If I'm like, if I am tied so tightly to a certain comfort thing of right. like, if these people or this situation or this law passes, then these things aren't going to be comfortable for me. And that cannot happen. You know, you're kind of like, I don't know. It sounds like idolatry at a certain point. Not that those things aren't important, but if it's like mm. my heart and soul. So I, yeah, I think that's a, I don't think I answered your question. I think all those are, are like conversations with those people. Help me understand. I know you're really good at asking questions and it's like, again, we almost want a quick answer to it all. You know, let's, yeah. let's wrap this up. Yeah. Let's get you to agree with me or to get off that weird horse. And you're like, dude, we got, 
in the long haul with people. You know what I mean? And it's been a weird year. Everybody's been stuck inside <laughs> on their computers. Which just makes you weird. <laughs> and then we yeah. all got weird, you know? And so, yeah, it's I, tough. Jeff uh, Bug said this this morning. I was Jeff who? A, Jeff Bug. <laughs> I was in a meeting <laughs> He's going to listen to this now. And he's gonna <laughs> that is technically your boss, right? Like, our boss? I don't know. I, don't know. Um, I think I'm your boss. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. You report to Garrett, right? Um, sure. I, I don't know. I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, during podcast hour, you report to Garrett. <laughs> Garrett knows what he's doing. Uh, That's I'm, the, I'm in the nice charge, thing. Yeah, I report to Garrett when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> Jeff Bogue said this this morning yeah. in, in a meeting with him. He said, um, he almost said it passingly, and I'm like, wow, that is gold. Is our generation, the new religion, has become politics. Mm. Yeah. And... I'm sure, and I've seen that you have both both sides come to the church. Mm-hmm. How in the world um, do like what I'm hearing you say is honestly both sides were uh, there's a bigger picture going on if you're a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Like it's not even comparable to yeah, it's what it's this almost is. silly. Yeah, like if Jesus walked into the room while we were, he'd be like, "What are you doing?" You yeah, know yeah. I mean? like, <laughs> it would just be like, "Oh, sorry about that." Huh. Not that there's not important things in there, but yeah. the frame that which we're putting around it. Yeah. Well, it's almost like there, there's this desire, I think, to for people, whether or not they fall in like the blue or the red, to say, um, I'm going to create in my head a political party that I believe sums up the entirety of, you know, my perspective of who Jesus is. Do you think there's that like sort of like mentality within like that? Like you talk about um, what Jeff mentioned, which I think is so true. Politics is the religion of our day. So we're almost trying to in our heads, like you said, like there's a caricature almost of who Jesus is and and what the church is or like what we would want it to be. And so we almost in developing our own personal political party, develop our own personal religion of sorts. You know, I think that as you're talking, the the political obsession which isn't everybody there's people listening to this yeah. like, dude i don't care that much right right, right. right. like right. that that exists too it's just that the people on certain ends are just loud sometimes you know what yeah. i mean like because they feel passionate about the things i think jeff said this another thing once that like people have good reasons for the things they believe you know what i mean like it's, huh. it's very easy to be like this is they believe stupid things they're emotional like, no yeah. they, they believe it for good reason yeah. and so people who are on the far side aren't extremist all the time or not but they have good reasons for why they care about that stuff we may disagree but um I think the political thing, just because that's been right in the front of everybody for the last year, yeah, we either can look at it as a symptom or as like the heart of what the problem is. I don't mm. think it's the heart of what the problem is. I think it's a symptom. And so yeah. you talk about the religion thing. The religion thing is like, like so here, here's the real problem. Well, not, I want to know what the heart is now. Well, that's what, that's what I'm okay. saying, the okay. real thing. What so is the problem? Not the real <laughs> problem, but for example, we live in a culture that doesn't think death is real. Yeah. We do not think death is real. What do you mean? Our entire oh. co- we we have we have pain meds. We have I'm thankful my my wife just gave birth. Like I'm a big fan of <laughs> epidural, dude. It's real stuff. <laughs> but we have comfortable pillows, we have air conditioning, we have great medicine, we have healthy foods, we have plumbing systems, we have all this stuff which is yeah. I would love to live here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's great. But our our oh. but even even think about this. So funerals. I heard someone talk about this once. Uh pastors and clergy back in the day like trained to process death with people where now we don't have funerals we have celebrations of life and we don't want to have it at a church we have them at funeral homes or different places mm. i listened to a i read an article that was like putting the fun back in funeral and it was all about how like people are like like funerals now almost want like let's play their favorite song it's almost like some type of muted party right uh. because the idea of dealing with death is so we're in other cultures it's like death like we know it's coming it's part of our culture it's part of our, you know, like like uh, ancient Judaism. I could this could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like like the grieving process was like, you know, um, you, I don't know. You guys are in school. You probably know more than I do. Like a <laughs> yeah. week or a month or something. It's, it uh, wasn't like a weekend, and then you know, once the meals run out, like just the idea of death. Like there's a guy Tim Keller. We've ever heard Dan or Ethan Pye talks about him all the time. He has cancer. He is it's pancreatic cancer. He's gonna die. Yeah. And he has a quote by a guy John Calvin that's like, we look at a dead body. And we're like, and we muse about death. And then we walk away from it feeling like we're never going to die. So we're just in a culture that's all about 
you know, living now and we're, it's very comfortable and it's great. And so we don't think we're going to die. And so we want to make this world the perfect world. And so politics become this new religion on like, well, we, this is what we got. And so it's got to be the best thing ever. Now there's obviously, this is all, there's important things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. important things and all this. I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't, but the, the religious, to use Garrett or whoever said it, the religious nature of it, because it's like, it helps us deal with our mortality or with our meaning. You know what I mean? Mm. You have a bunch of a bunch of dudes who are told that they're the problem, and then they're going to attach to someone who's like, "You're not the problem. Follow me this way." You know what I mean? Like all this stuff. It's meaning. It's morality. It's mortality. It's where we come from, where we're going, and then politics. Just that's what religion deals with, right? And so we've been in a culture that pretended all those things don't exist, left in this old gap between like you know Christian culture more or less, and then this new political culture where it's like we're just finding new meaning for all those things. Yeah, there's almost like I've never thought about that that we don't believe in death. Like that's probably true, and then you're working towards a utopia to try and build that you can enjoy one day. Right. And, and it doesn't it doesn't when we say like oh this utopia like some type of big old you know old book Bull. like no my utopia yeah where yeah. I can wear what I want to wear go where I want to go work the way I want to work. You got your app sleep with who I want to sleep with with no consequence. Oh, my personal utopia. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, yeah. Well, it's like that scene in, it's funny, I'm watching The Office now. It's like the scene in The Office where, where Ryan says, I want somebody to lead me uh, when when I feel like it, and I don't want you to do anything that makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> but I want somebody to lead me. When I want to When be I led. want to be led. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that is exactly sort of like the idea, I think, rooted within that. Is, yeah. is this idea of like I I want this and I want this YouTube I want things to be great things to be awesome but like yet for myself and on my time and yeah. at my you yeah. know to to what I desire yeah uh, throughout this I'm thinking of a book that I just you you mentioned one so I want to pepper one in Ooh. I'm reading one currently that uh, uh, God has a name by John. Uh, Mark Comer, Jacob Jingleheimer's. I was, yeah, I couldn't. Remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm like, yeah. I'm. I just started it, and I'm like, wow, this is so resonating. Like, we all huh. want a personal God who yeah. somehow looks and talks exactly like us <laughs> and has our same opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, and there's a lot of successful people in our culture today, or what we would look at as successful. Um, I think of Jeff. Bezos, uh, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, like some of these. Just went right to the top with those. Ones. I know. It's just. <laughs> I was. I was really nervous. Heavy I was going to mispronounce one. One of them, but I hear <laughs> one of their last names or something. I don't know. Everybody's like Michael Scott's. Like, who are my inspirations? Oh, I don't know. Mother Teresa Gandhi. God. <laughs> he just went to like the biggest. Sorry. So uh, I went to the biggest names probably in our yeah, culture. Yeah. Um, it's somewhat in the world like some of the wealthiest uh, people through time yeah throughout history yeah you're um, napoleon guys <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think about this um we look to those guys and it's like oh man they got it all together yeah. they figured out the secret the silver bullet to life and if i can somehow mimic and get into cryptocurrency then somehow i'm going to make it and what would you say to somebody looking basing their life off one of those guys so you want me to give advice about cryptocurrency? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, which I know nothing about. I realize that's well, you're lucky, guys. I know about as much about cryptocurrencies you know about whales. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know anything about crypto or whales. Um, I think in the same sense that, because like we said, there's people listening to this. Everybody's impacted by the political conversation, but there's probably there's a lot of people that are like, I, I don't care that much. Yeah, 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 I mean, I voted and didn't think about it afterwards. Uh, so with, But with that, so the politics can become the new religion. But that that idea of like, um, so those those are those are big examples of like <laughs> the richest people on the planet. But there is something to like efficiency and being the idea of being successful. That you know, like we're talking to like young adults, like relationships and college decisions and where you live, and maybe it's what you drive if you care about that. Maybe it's technology if you care about that. Maybe it's where you go. And you're like travel if you care about that. But all those things become religions. And so they become, if you think about the like meaning and who you're following and where your time goes and what your life amounts to and all those things, like 
So I don't think anybody's listening to this, but like, I'm going to be the next Bezos. I mean, maybe. maybe. Garrett is. You never know. I, <laughs> you kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one in Norton is the next Bezos. <laughs> I'm kidding. Building SpaceX in my are, backyard. You guys are all going to do great. But... Oh, <laughs> but it it all is a re- it's funny cuz there's like that like religion is dead but it's it's all religion you know what i mean we just put different things in the center of that so whether it's like productivity or or my life being meanif- meaningful what do you mean by meaningful i don't know i figure out what that means yeah. mm. and and we we know it every disney movie knows it every old person knows it but we don't believe it is that just like all those things you accrue i got here i got here it doesn't lead you to fulfillment yeah it, it just doesn't do you know what i mean like i like what i do my wife's awesome got two kids like you know what i mean in terms of american dream you're like yeah it was on paper we're looking like it but there's still like a lot of things and i'm like oh i thought that would feel different i thought that like i love all that stuff mm. but it doesn't it doesn't fulfill in the same sense so you always get there and you're like oh it looks different you know what i mean and so i think those big examples of all those super successful people or and sometimes it's not even them sometimes it's like oh this youtuber lives the life i want to i want to be like peter mckinnon because he just gets all this stuff in boxes and gets to do whatever he wants or i want to be like this actor or this podcaster or this whatever influencer you know it's like the age of influencers that we listen to because they're living the life we want to live and it's just that that stuff and we know that because we all have iphones Right. that are newer than the one we had four years ago, hmm. and we feel the same way about it. You know what I mean? It's like it just does the same thing. It just thought this technology or this relationship or this this job that I got was going to really be something. And not that those things aren't good, but they just don't satisfy in the same sense. Yeah. And you can keep chasing down the next phase or stage or thing. Yeah. 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 You're it, like... Single, you want to be dating. Dating, you want to be. I think that's. Married. I think that's all a product of the same, the same kind of culture. And yeah. it's just, and I'm, I love all those things. I, yeah. I love all, those, but we're just, we're all shaped by them. So the shaped by what is right. next, kind of culture. You know what I mean? Huh. Like, there is. This is gonna make me sound smart, but I don't know where I heard it. There's a Japanese art called. It's a it's an album of a band because I just heard a guy explain it. K- Kisuki, <laughs> Kisuki, hold on. Death Cab for Cutie has an album, and it is called. <laughs> You can fast forward this, but it's this <laughs> Japanese art of of like putting things back together. Huh. So instead of like you know we always get new if something breaks we throw it out we get a new one. It is called Kitsugi. Japanese art. It's just like it's this idea of like using this like this glittery paste to put all these broken pottery things back together. But we are in a culture that gets a new one. Yeah. That tries the next thing because we want to try ex- whether it's experiences technology relationships sexual experiences we want to try the next one instead of working on the one we have wow we're like our our grandparents generation and stuff it's, it's like why wow. remember let's do a book this kid's like grandpa why'd you marry grandma he's like <laughs> she lived in the same town she was cute <laughs> like i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like yeah right we always have so many options you know what i mean and so yeah. so if it's broke get the new one yeah or or there's so many options yeah. that were like we're never sure if we made the right one. And I, I was, I was like, when I was like 21, I was all, I know who I should be with my life. I didn't know. I was dating my wife, Sarah at the time. And we broke up, which if you've met my wife, you're like, what an idiot. Like everybody that was in my life, we broke up because I didn't know if we should stay together. Everyone's like, so why'd you break up with her? I'm like, I just didn't know. And they're like, like literally I had people that are close to me. Like, Hey, call. <laughs> like I had family friends that I love that like, called their sons and were like hey sarah is single you should go Aiden is an idiot but we just have so many options you know what i mean so we never know is this the right relationship is this the right job is this the right way i should be spending my life yeah because it goes back to like this is the only option i have right so it's going to define who i am well there's there's a part of it like the question like kind of going back to it even like we we view a lot of these people as successful, yeah. like a lot of these influencers and stuff. And I think there's even like you have to ask yourself fundamentally, how do you view success? Right. right. Like uh, like I think that's like a huge yep. part of it is like understanding like to somebody it might be, hey, I, success for me is being able to have the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's something that you'll constantly be chasing yeah. and stuff like that. And you won't be able to like like to use your example, you did you weren't able to see in front of you, you know, what was the best thing you had for you 
and it's I like mean, come on i mean, I mean come <laughs> on. but it's like like i think sometimes we're we get lost in this cloud yeah. of like well i guess you can you can chase after so many millions of different things whether yeah. that's a relationship money the perfect job you know having all the like newest latest technology whatever it is it's like well i want the next best thing what is that and it can yeah. become so broad and like our idea of success in our culture is way it 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 doesn't kind of hit the mark in the way that you know is able to fully satisfy us and what we actually need and there's kind of like two things with that is like one whenever you're like minimalizing down to examples it sounds like you're talking about somebody else like oh i don't care about cars or phones or (laughs) relationships too much so that's not me you know what i mean but for all all of us in the the context we're growing up in there's there's always something that's like yeah but what's that thing that you really feel yeah. like if you had you would be there <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like yeah because it's easy for us to stereotype like yeah that's not me though that's my friend who loves traveling they always want to yeah. travel but not me i just i'm really trying to get the I'm next content. position at work yeah, yeah. but I, yeah but you know there's money but on the other side of that too is is like the laziness conversation huh. of just the like for some of us that are like, yeah, I don't care. You know what I mean? Of like not motivated by anything. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So where like for following Jesus, there's like a constant call to like, like to work and to be follow. You don't follow Jesus sitting down hmm. playing Halo. Do people play Halo? Is that still? Uh, sure. Uh, I think oh, so. I, think it's, I have no idea. I, I think it's nice. like it's in the background starting to fade, but it's still there. I think my brother still plays Just it. Just play Nintendo. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, you don't know what you're talking about, Aiden. But yeah, like the, that's the other side of the conversation is the like, you can't follow Jesus not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, maybe last question, and then I'd love to know some resources of like understanding our culture. I feel like every time I talk with you, I'm like, oh, there's another thing I should be listening to. Just trying to keep Eli on the show. <laughs> Eli. <laughs> One of my best friends is Eli, and I just called you Eli. That was weird. Wow. Whoa, you, that's you a compliment. You relate me to your best friend. Right. Is that what you just said? That's a, that's a compliment right, All right there. Last, I'm just going to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last question. Um, so this is, I'm, I'm going to put two questions in one. <laughs> so why, why and like how? Like a shampoo and conditioner. Kind yeah. Kind of. <laughs> 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 why and how um, do we make Jesus make sense in our culture? That's a good question. Eli. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So if we if we believe and this is what we have to wrestle with, like if do we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and life? Do we believe that his way is the best way, practically, but also like um like do we believe that Jesus created all things? That he is the truth. Like, do we like first? It's like, who do we? We talked about this. Like, who do we believe that Jesus is? Is the biggest question. If he's yeah. helpful, if he's inspirational, if he is a caricature on one of my political parties or my personal happiness, then like it just none of it makes sense, right? If he's not Lord, and so if that's all true, then it is like then that is what our culture. Uh, not just culture as an abstract idea, but like people need forgiveness, like grace, hope, uh, authority. Like we need authority. Like everybody. Like, That's a buzz. Like, dude, we need authority. Yeah. My kid is two, and he's a nightmare. Yeah. He needs <laughs> me to be like more of his mom. I'm not good at. It. but like we we want authority you know what i mean like it's a nightmare if you don't Hmm. but like every kid wants their dad to be like that's good nice job don't go over there you're gonna die (laughs) you know what i mean and so all those things we want and so we have to like struggle with do we believe that it's jesus yeah because if we don't believe that it's jesus we'll just take the pieces that he is helpful with and we'll tack them on to whatever else we want to believe already But I was think I was just reading an article today. You know, cancel culture is a big thing right now. I was just reading an article today about a actress who you guys know, who's funny and she's been a bunch of stuff and she's probably hip and woke. I don't know. But it came out that she was she's thirty nine. She was nineteen years old. She was part of some uh, type of event that had racist roots and this or that, whatever. Uh, and so all that to say, it's like a cancel thing, which again, there are obviously very important, very important like 
race and cultural conversations. Right. But yeah. I'm just talking from a cancel culture thing. From th- this was 20 years ago when she was nine. Do you remember like 19 years old? Um, Which I was pretty foolish at 19. <laughs> I'm an idiot and I'm 30. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but, but like 19 was three years ago, man. Oh. All that to say, it wasn't. I mean, I don't know tons about it. Cancel culture. We have a culture, there's, Elizabeth Bruning, I forget who said it, but it's like our culture demands atonement, which is like payment for something, but is allergic to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everybody, when you say something, when you do something, whether it's individually big, is that like everybody wants blood, but nobody wants to forgive. Mm. And so like we're in this moment where like Jesus can be an accessory to everything we else believe, but like at the end of the day, like we need and want forgiveness for the biggest things that we've messed up on or said or done. I guarantee you every like every person who's like, I can't believe that thing that person said or that per- they thought or they did. You're like, yeah, but if we're honest with ourselves, like there's been some stuff that you're like, oh, you're probably not too far off. You know what I mean? Like th- like thoughts you've had or things you've said that you're like, man, that was why did I say that? You know what I mean? And so we all want forgiveness. We all want grace like a hope that is rooted not in like the next thing, but a hope that is rooted beyond what happens. And so making Jesus make sense, how do we do that is your question. I know I'm I'm a verbal processor, guys, so I apologize. <laughs> this is the very longest pod this is the longest podcast that you've done. No, no, no. Oh, me. I've still got time. Great. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> on to my second point. No, but but all those I think there's we make Jesus make sense when we almost like stay on the straight and narrow. Like yeah. it's almost like keep following Jesus. Uh, in Thessalonians, we're going through that this summer. One of the instructions Paul gives the church is to like lead quiet lives, do your work. Like there's this sense of like following Jesus, being be a reliable person, be a trustworthy person, be a respectful person, go to work, be the best employee you can be for a job that you don't like, be respectful of the opposite sex. Like just these simple things like 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 following like turn the other cheek. Like all those things where it's like there is like such a there's so much noise. What do you think about this? What do you think? Say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about that to make a... And just keep following Jesus toward that is going to, in the long run, be attractive. People may, like, be mad at you or, like... But no, nobody's going on the news and is just like, look at this guy. He goes to work. He's respectful. People think highly of him. They don't like some of the stuff he does, but he... You know what I mean? Like... Like Paul talks about live such good lives around people that don't know Jesus, that even though they like may insult you and like all this stuff that they still look at your life. Like, I don't know. This dude has stupid thoughts about sexuality and he has stupid thoughts about money and he doesn't, he thinks he's more self-righteous than us because he doesn't have these conversations with us. But you know what? He is the most reliable person and he always covers me when I ask for it. And he always is gracious and he always listens to me when I want to talk. And he always, I think that's how make Jesus make sense is like, in a world where there's so much noise and so much going on, if Jesus is who you believe that he is, then the stuff still matters, forgiveness and grace. And so just keep your head down. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, so much simplicity with what you said, but so counter-cultural. So counter-cultural. <laughs> and such a long answer, Aiden, to get where you were going. <laughs> that's what, so good. That's what he was trying to say. So what resources would you recommend uh Books, podcasts, any articles, I don't know, anything. Okay. I thought you meant like natural resources. Yeah. Like that I'm natural big, gas, I'm please. a big fan of coal. <laughs> <laughs> big coal guy, huh? Big, big. Big coal guy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different stuff. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, I like short books. So here's a couple short books that are also on my book. Amusing Ourselves to Death. I mentioned that. that I didn't write that down, but that book is awesome. It's written in the 80s about TV but you take what he's talking about and how it plays in the internet, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Using ourselves to death is great. Um, as we were talking about, like, the new religions, there's yeah. a book I love. It's 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 a great, like, the, the author is great. His name is David Zoll. It's called Seculosity. Mm-hmm. And so it talks about even though church attendance is really low, we're the most religious people ever. Our religion just looks like uh, entertainment, parenting, politics, right. religion, uh Technology? Did I say technology? Oh, it's a, yeah. that that book is awesome, and he's a really good writer, so it's really fun to read. I'm not like a huge reader. Like, I if the book is dense and long, I'm like, oh my gosh. So, Seculosity is <laughs> awesome. That one's awesome. Uh, there's we kind of touched on some of it with some of the like obviously our culture, secu, um, sexuality. <laughs> I, I said secu Seculosity <laughs> is that book title, and then I'm like, what's the uh, sexual stuff is just obviously a big hot 
topic. Uh, there's a guy named Preston Sprinkle. <laughs> Just the best name anybody Preston could ever like. Sprinkle. <laughs> like, how much did your parents hate you, man? They, they <laughs> named you Preston if your last name's Sprinkle, just make your first name like Ron. I'm Ron Sprinkle, all right? <laughs> the last name's rough, but the first name's Ron. Yeah. His name's Preston Sprinkle. But he writes, he, he has a book about, homosexuality has a book that just came out um, kind of around the, the transgender conversation. It's very gracious. It's He really gets under the hood, and he's like, what are we talking about when we talk about these things? Yeah. But he also has a podcast that he he has the conversation, and so... Um, that that is a helpful resource in the, in that world of conversations. Um, I think I wrote down some things. Probably should read that. Okay. <laughs> don't give me that pity laugh, Eli. I'm I'm so sorry. So keep calling you Eli's if I don't really know you. <laughs> <laughs> like what's this guy's name? Uh, there was a book I read uh, when you talk about following Jesus, which is kind of the point. There is a book by an old guy now dead named Eugene Peterson. He wrote the Message translation of the Bible. He has a book called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Have yeah. you read it? I've not, but you told me well, about it several thanks times. Thanks for not doing your homework. Uh, <laughs> that book is great. I love reading books that were written some time ago, but you're like, you could have wrote this yesterday. Yeah. So that's about following Jesus just practically. That's long obedience in the same direction. It's like what discipleship is. Eugene Peterson is awesome. Um, I like listening to I like listening to pastors and people who are in like real secular cities because it's kind of cool to think about like let's kind of where we all are because of the kind film. Kind of like but Norton. Yes, just hotbeds of culture. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of a guy named Mark Sayers. He has a, a lot of just, he's a cultural guy. Yeah. He has, have you read the two books that I gave you? This uh, is really just confession time to see if you've done your homework. Faith Taylor. in Exile, is that one of them? Uh, no, he, no, not that one. That one's uh, good, though. Did you read it? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, those, those are some good ones. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and there's all kinds of I almost like think it's better to give like some books than podcasts because podcasts will just be too quick and not as yeah. And then you'll listen to them and be like, oh, that's all Aiden talked about. No, that's I, I good. get it. I get it now. That's good. Helpful to get some stuff. It is. Yeah, I I think this is definitely a conversation that we'll have to continue on. Like, I don't think this is a conversation that stays here, like in this podcast. But I think it's something that'll be cool. Like, whether it's at Young Adults on Sunday nights or in conversation outside. Like, I think this is one that keep going and and keep like striving for. Like we talked about, how do we continue to understand Jesus in the midst of our culture mm-hmm. and, and make him make sense to those um, outside of the church and, and push that farther. Yeah, by giving hope like everybody needs hope grace and right forgiveness yeah so, so we appreciate aiden you stopping in and and giving of your time and your and your really wisdom. it was aiden just begging to get on the podcast yeah, yeah. It's for, been a year. for weeks <laughs> when are they gonna, when <laughs> they gonna have me months. come on when i can't wait till they ask yeah it was great well hey aiden thank you for being here uh good topics good good discussion we'll be back uh with our next episode hopefully next week and we'll keep this conversation rolling 